This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Talk money to me. Hello and welcome to Talk Money To Me. This is your need-to-know financial podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Candice Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. And in this podcast, we draw on our extensive experience managing capital on behalf of our clients in the markets and break down exactly what's happening in the world of business. We're also taking our views on the current market and discuss what we're liking and not liking as investments currently. So, In this week's episode, we wanted to provide you with a bit of a market update as there is a lot going on at the moment, but probably even more relevant, we're also going to discuss our latest strategy update and how we think investors should position their assets in the current climate. Felicity and I were reflecting, you know, it is really tough in the markets at the moment. And this is when having an advice relationship, I think is key because um, there's a lot to navigate, a lot to get through and just having that sounding board to talk it through, right? So hopefully guys, we're going to unpack what's going on and maybe give you some ideas and tips to talk to your financial advisor or stockbroker um, or accountant or whoever, you know, your neighbor, just on how to navigate these tough times. The information we chat about in our show is not considered personal advice, even though we are registered financial advisors at Shore & Partners. Please note that the podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is this a financial product. So let's take a moment. Let's firstly set the scene on what's going on in the markets. At first glance, the mixture of slowing down growth, high inflation and central banks in tightening mode, it's you know, offering little support for the second half of the year. It's not looking good, guys, right? It's not looking roses, peaches and sunshine. However, this is where we get a little bit optimistic. We're in the market, so we try to be optimistic. It's important to also remember other factors when we think about positioning portfolios right now. We can't always take such a short-term view. So, for example, we're already seeing the normalisation of delivery times in shipping and distribution of goods that's evident in the PMI data, which also helps dampen inflationary pressures. If you look at Asia, the easing of anti-COVID measures will support the Chinese economy and flow onto the global economy. With the US, real estate market has already shown signs of rebalancing, foretelling a slowdown in the rate of price increases. If these factors strengthen over the Northern Hemisphere summer, central banks could soon become less aggressive in their fight against inflation and more attentive to supporting growth again. Meaning, guys, a lot of economists are predicting that by raising rates aggressively now, we can get a handle on inflation. So this will allow easing off on monetary tightening and policy, hopefully winding back you know, rates where and when appropriate in the near term. So predictions around this occurring, you know, looking at early stages of 2000. 2023 with a market recovery. Fingers crossed. You can't see me doing that, but that's what (laughs) we're hoping, right? 
So if you're looking at your share portfolio lately, you would have noticed that while central banks have been really busy tackling inflation, bonds and equities mainly have fallen in reaction to this. So for example, looking at a really popular index, the NASDAQ uh, year to date is off 25%. In fact, I think this has really been a missed fact with all the other headlines, you know, across the press at the moment. But the fall in equities at the moment in the first half of 22 has been the most fall we've really seen since the end of the World War II era, apart from in 1962 with the Cuban Missile Crisis. So these are really big dramatic falls. And this is where Candace's history buff comes into the mix. <laughs> that's right. You know, when I'm up late at night, can't sleep, that's what I love to do, look at macro history. Now, the odd thing that's happened here is the exception amongst all the falls in the asset class has actually been commodities, in particular energy. We've talked about that before, Felicity. You know, obviously with the supply chain pressures and dependent um, with what's going on with Ukraine and Russia right now. It has been a really tough 2022, but looking ahead and in this context among macro asset classes, the markets have been sold off now to a point that it's kind of presenting an attractive entry point to slowly edge back in. And I do say slowly um, in our view. It's common in a bear market recession backdrop that will have mini bear market rallies. So we're really adopting the dollar cost averaging entry strategy for our clients at the moment, particular clients who started investing at the end of 2021. We need to reduce those cost bases. Now, after several years of very low yields, bonds once again offer an alternative to equities and the sweet spot appears to be in high quality corporate bonds. So an exposure to the Australian bank hybrids, like we covered in our last episode with Cameron Duncan is also a critical part of the overall asset class exposure in the current climate. Now, recent bank earnings have shown that loan losses so far are not as high as expected and regulators are limiting dividend and buybacks. So we're actually overweight in this sector. Plus, they will benefit in a rising rate environment, meaning this asset class is offering investors, you know, about 5% per annum income return which is pretty good. The main goal for investing, right, let's come back to the basics, is we need to stay ahead of inflation, right? So you've got to look at other alternative asset classes that are providing income and growth to beat inflation. Inflation is peaking in the US, you know, 8.9. It's worse in Europe. You know, there's big numbers getting thrown out. So you need to think strategically on how to stay ahead. So the other part though, which we want to address, I think in the in the current market and our client's portfolio is cash. You know, the, the common phrase cash is king. Well, we haven't been making lots of money in cash, but it's a really good tool um, to use in the portfolio to take advantage. So in a bull market, you know, when earnings are looking positive and everything's looking rosy, GDP growth is going up everywhere. We like to run typically a cash balance between three to 5% because you don't need it right? You're better off being in equities. Pending the risk profile, right? Of the client. Yeah. Speaking generally here, guys. However, in the current market, again, depending on your risk profile, but we're being a little bit more prudent with cash. We want to be a little bit more overweight than we usually are, you know, anywhere from five to 8%, maybe a bit higher. Um, So we can be active in the markets and pick up discounts and also act really quickly. So I guess when market conditions are tough, speaking of cash, 
Investors tend to rush to safety and what is one of the biggest safe havens? It's the US dollar. The greenback is considered the world's most important currency because when the world really moved off the gold standard, again, here comes my history, the dollar became the backstopper and the underlying support to our global economy today. That's right. So we've actually seen the USD gaining in recent months as inflation has soared, interest rates have increased and worries over growth have worsened. Yeah, so it's actually really interesting. When I was in Europe, there were a lot of Americans travelling because the US USD was one for one with the euro. So they're loving life at the moment, us not so much. (laughs) Americans on the European tour love it. That's it. So in fact, the strength of the US dollar um, has has really kind of devalued, obviously what happens is devaluing other currencies around the world. And more importantly, what's happening really is it's unsettling the outlook for the global economy as it upends everything from the cost of a vacation abroad, like Felicity just mentioned, right? So in fact, the dollar is at a 20-year high and it's actually gained about 10% more recently in recent times. Wow. So you'd be quite happy if you've got a lot of USD on the side. So a strong USD, right, Candice, do you think that is great for US equities? Yeah, normally it is the case. Um, but at the end of June, just gone, despite the US having a potential for short-term recovery in their stocks, the, the actual US sector, the um, equities asset class itself was down 7% in June, being amongst the worst performing equity markets um, across the developed countries. So this volatility, I think, was based on the probability that the Fed is unable to engineer a soft landing in their economy. Biden said it, you know, inflation's out of control. Let's get a handle on it. Um, although we can't really do much. And also there's a lot of concerns around the US midterm elections. That's going to really ruffle the feathers mm. and the outlook for the US, you know, the US dollar is pretty uncertain still. So although growth stocks have slightly outperformed value stocks during the month, they continue to kind of underperform year to date in whole, right? We're seeing it with the NASDAQ just getting sold off massively. So if you're focusing on US equities, you know, within your portion of the portfolio, at the moment, we're preferring a balance of both growth and income sort of, you know, more value companies, obviously depending on your risk profile, but, and not rushing into these positions, but having that combination seems to be the right sort of mix with what's very uncertain at the moment. And look, what we said earlier, dollar cost averaging and sticking to your asset allocation, which is best in line with your investment goals and objectives is key. Now we're going to pivot slightly now into a few key themes and sector exposures, which we're really preferring at the moment to help navigate the current macroeconomic conditions. But before we dive into these themes, and of course chat about a few stocks we're liking. Uh, We're going to take a short break and hear from our sponsors. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All 
right, we're back. So we're turning our attention now to a few sectors and themes that we're liking at the moment. Firstly, Felicity, I think the elephant in the room at the moment is energy and addressing the supply and storage issue that the globe's facing, right? Yeah, this is definitely not news and it's everywhere, right? The world is in an energy crisis. The fear of peak demand in old energy and reliance on Russian energy has led to the reality of a lack of supply. So in fact, the supply story that's, you know, all over the headlines will ultimately become a demand story eventually. Interesting. So do you want to give us the high level global energy state of play? And then we want to hear your best ideas to actually capture this upside, because that's why everyone's listening to Talk Money to me, to get some investment ideas. Yeah, not for our banter, right? Just for the interesting chat. I mean, I wish it was. (laughs) (laughs) More for the stock ideas, totally. Let's talk big picture. Okay, so why is energy currently 15% of global GDP, you might think or ask? Well, we've had, you know, nearly a decade of um, underinvestment in this sector. COVID's changed the globe's psychology towards the old energy. Um, It's even harder to invest into. Also, we've, you know, got the tensions with Russia and Ukraine. Russia is about 21% of energy um, total export markets. So, you know, not a small player. And the amount of gas imports from Russia is about a third of LNG total markets. So big task trying to replace Russian gas is really what that stat's saying. You know, obviously everyone's thinking ESG. Are there key environmental issues? Yeah. With this. And when you, you know, dissect the ESG, I think E pops out the most um, and that's air quality, particularly so in China and India. So 55% of Chinese and Indian energy use is derived from coal. The global average is about 27%. So they're way above the average, right? And the only midterm solution to improve air quality in the gas space is import LNG. Gas is about 45 to 50% uh, fewer carbon emissions compared to coal. Uh, so that is obviously the way forward for the E factor when it comes to this sector. And Chinese LNG demand has been growing at about 15% per annum for the last 17 years. So China is actually now importing about 20% of global LNG supply and they're the largest player when it comes to this um, commodity. So that's continuing to grow at double digits. Kagar, India, they're taking about 10% of the global LNG demand, growing also very strongly. And Europe's taking about a quarter of LNG demand, trying to source an additional, obviously, replacement from their reliance with Russia. So here comes the punchline, right? The implication is that 55% of global LNG demand is growing at double digits CAGR. That's an investment opportunity. Plus we're looking at cleaner air quality. So win-win there. That's really interesting. So double digits growth and a commodity that we all really need. So what is the best stock to capture this issue? Okay, so I'm going to do a home bias here, staying on the Australian focus. I think we can't look any further than Woodside. So the ticket for this one is WDS on the ASX. It's actually changed after the BHP demerger. That's right. So Woodside capitalises on everything I just kind of mentioned and all those stats. They have a low cost production and they're really simple to operate. 95% of the productions is in OECD jurisdictions. It produces about 70% gas, which is increasing over time. 80% of reserves are actually gas as well. And if you look across to another bank analyst, so Adam Martin from Morgan Stanley recently released uh, a really interesting report and a lot of people took notice as he's probably one of the top energy analysts in the Australian space right now. And it's really an Australian upgrade for the first time that we've seen in a long time. So the company's modelling on calendar year 22 free cash flow, a dividend yield of 13% 
and very cheap, price to earnings of only seven times. That's pretty fantastic and phenomenal. And it's in a sector that's obviously benefiting what's going on. Yeah, 13% dividend yield is fantastic, right? Balance sheet looks good. There's pretty much no debt. Uh, Lots of upside. We know we need demand for this product. And you've obviously got the supply chain. So, And what's the price target we're looking at? So they're actually kind of one of the more bulls out there. They're $40 per share price target. So gearing very low, like I said, less than 10%, pretty much the company's self-funded for growth. All right. So that's your first one, WDS on the ASX. Now we're going to pivot to a future facing commodity, uh, one that you've all heard of and that's constantly in the news, lithium. Now the demand for lithium has actually grown at 20% CAGR, so your compound annual growth rate through 2017 to 2022. And we forecast 20% CAGR demand to continue through to 2030. So that equates to a four times increase from 550 kiloton lithium carbonate equivalent. So your LCE demand in 2022. So the rapid increase is largely driven by our electric vehicle penetration forecast. So I know you've recently put a deposit down for an EV car, Candice, am I right? I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the EV car sales reaching over 50% by 2030. I think I need to do that because I just filled my car up and it was $130 from $70. When I get mine, I'll take you on a ride and then you'll be like, (laughs) all right, let's do it. Now, whilst lithium is a relatively abundant metallic element, deposits that are technically and economically economically viable to exploit are rare. So the growth in 2021 was nothing short of staggering with sales of 6.6 million EV units, more than doubling from 2020 sales. Now this implies a penetration rate of 9% of total car sales. So major automakers are actually accelerating their electrification plans as much as we expect EV to represent 50 to 70% of total lithium demand in 2020 to 2030. Automakers are progressively fleshing out business strategies that consider electrification not only as a way to comply with policy regulations or respond to government incentives, but also as an opportunity to capture market share and maintain a competitive edge. That's a no-brainer, right? So what is the best pick, do you think, in this space to capture lithium? So focusing on the Australian market, our top picks in the lithium supply chain are actually the developers in this space. So we have Global Lithium Resources and the code is GL1 with their exposure in WA. We have Lapidico and the code is LPD. Then if you want to actually look at producers, one of my favourite is IGO, so Independent Group. IGO is the code on the ASX. And then we've also got Pilbara Minerals and the code is PLS on the ASX. Now, I don't want to give too much away here as we're actually going to have on the show very soon, one of our shore analysts, Michael Clark, who covers this space. So keeping with the suspense, we can all hear about it directly from the expert as to why lithium is a sector that we can't ignore. Oh, I cannot wait for that chat. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And that's a good reminder, guys, if you've got any questions on the topics that we've covered either in today's episode or anyone's in the past, you know, feel free to email us. Don't be shy. You can reach us at tmt at equitymates.com. Love to hear from you. Especially in relation to commodities, because we can get him to answer all of your burning questions. Now, we've got time for one last investment theme and a sector which we're really liking at the moment for its defensive characteristics. That's kind of been out of favour, oddly, over the last couple of years when it shouldn't have been. Um, and it will tend to do well in a downturn market. Drum roll, please. If you haven't guessed it, we're talking about Bitcoin. No, we're not. We're talking about <laughs> healthcare. <laughs> 
Again, sticking to the Australian context, COVID has dramatically impacted lifestyles and attendances, which has resulted in, you know, 50 million missed apparently GP visits since March 2020. So yeah, big number. And the larger, I guess, amount of lockdowns across all the different states and globally, but focusing on the Australian context, particularly in Victoria and New South Wales, you know, we've collectively accounted for about 60% of all total GP visits missed according to our analysis. That's so, because they wouldn't let us see them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In Victoria, what quickly went out the window was elective surgery because we were just dealing with the COVID crisis. And they have a backlog apparently of 80,000 plus dating back to December 2021 and 25% year on year um, really because of Omicron, right? So in our view, this represents about 5.6 billion lost in GDP revenue alone because of this backlog. Wow, that's massive. So I guess on this basis, we're positive that the healthcare sector, given our view that GP visits will be back above pre-COVID levels towards the beginning of FY23 for the first time nationally since the start of 2020. So if we look at FY23, just mentioning a few healthcare segments, we expect IVF actually to be up 5% nationally and allied health to be up 8% from current levels. The backlog of all industries is likely to extend for two years in length with potential margins to rise sector-wide by over 200 bips. So there's another long-term driver feeding into our positive view on healthcare, which is actually Australia's ageing population and again, global ageing population, Mm. which will place a greater reliance on our healthcare system given inherently higher volumes across the ageing demographic. So I've got a little fact for you, Candice. Did you know that the proportion of Australian persons aged over 71 has actually risen from 4.9% in 1971 to 11.2% in 2021? I knew it was growing, but I didn't know how fast and to that extent, right? This is the baby boomers population in, in, in essence, isn't it? And so how does, here's the question, right, that we're all thinking. So how does an ageing population directly impact the sector? Well, that's it. And how can we get exposure to this in a, in a beneficial mm. way? So with an above average ageing population and a slower growth of the younger demographic, uh, this dynamic will really help benefit healthcare players across the likes of allied health and DI. If you want to play this space, look at Capital Health. The code is CAJ uh, with a buy and price target of 46 cents. So Capital Health Management are actually delivering a turnaround with margin and market share growth accelerating for the first time in company history. Now, this company has no debt and remains undervalued. And if you're not into Capital Health, another idea is Healthier. HLA is the code and Sean Partners, we have coverage on this one as well. Price target $2.73 and it's in the allied health space. So HLA is one of Australia's leading allied healthcare providers and number one in the physio group. Uh, We expect like-for-like revenue to be tracking ahead of market expectations as we see this COVID post-recovery world continue. And the stock offers at the moment 5.5 times EV to EBITDA, so pretty good, uh, and a likely strategic asset over time and just, I guess, a really defensive business to own long-term. So our final idea for today is actually Monash IVF. So the code is MVF on the ASX and like its name, it's in the IVF space. So MVF is a leading IVF company in Australia. The group is actually taking market share um, with 70 BIPs year on year, growing ARS profit of 17% year on year domestically. And 
Everyone likes to hear it. It is net cash. Now, I want to leave you with one quote from the famous Warren Buffett when evaluating your portfolio at the moment. The single most important decision in evaluating a business is pricing power. So if you've got the power to raise prices without losing businesses to a competitor, you've got a good business. Yeah, well said. And that's so right. And we need to keep it in the forefront of our minds, right? When we're, I guess, panicking and worrying about what's going on in the market also important to do your own research or have a team that you can rely on, you know, to ask their truthful opinion on what's going on. Because it's so important at the moment to know what you're investing in, how the business is going to benefit or not, you know, in the current climate. That's it. And also important, remember your risk profile, remember your goals and objectives while you first set out to invest. Don't get caught up in the short-term perspective. Stick to your guns, stick to your long-term perspective. And we're going to have these bumps on the roads, right? But be long-term like Mr. Buffett. Don't lose conviction and understand what you're investing in because it makes it a lot easier to hold on to these companies. Please remember that although Candace and I are financial advisors at Shore & Partners, please note our discussion today does not constitute as personal financial advice. As always, you should seek professional financial advice before making any financial or investment decisions. So guys, stay tuned, stick with us. If you've been enjoying our show, please do us a favor, share it with a friend, give us a review and a like on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now we've kind of alluded to it. We're going to go into another couple of um, short analyst series to deep dive into these sectors we've kind of touched on today. And of course, give you those hot stock tips that we're liking at the moment. So stay tuned. Follow us on at Talk Money to Me podcast for daily market updates. Until next time. Ciao. Talk Money to Me is a product of Equitymates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equitymates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equitymates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.